Welcome to Middle School Mayhem. If you're a middle school parent looking for practical tips and advice on raising your preteen or teen, you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Bill Renner, and I'm here to guide you through the ups and downs of parenting during these challenging and awkward years. This is part two of a two-part series where I'll discuss bullying and conflict. If you missed the previous episode, you may want to go back and listen and try this one to help build a connection. Here's a few key takeaways for listeners who tune into both of the episodes addressing bullying and conflict in middle school. The first one is increasing your awareness and understanding of the different forms of bullying, its impact, and the signs to look out for. We can better support our children and take appropriate action. You'll also learn some tips and tricks of open communication and support. You'll learn your super talent of empowerment in action and how we have the power to make positive impact. Remember, addressing bullying and conflict is an ongoing process that requires continuous effort and collaboration. By implementing these takeaways, we can make a meaningful difference in the lives of our middle school students and create a supportive community that stands against bullying and fosters positive relationships. Next up, we have recognizing signs of bullying or conflict. So what in the world does the ripple effect look like when someone's being bullied? Although the list I will share with you is not comprehensive, it's a great start for you and things to look out for. When observing your child, be attentive to the following signs that may indicate that they're experiencing bullying or conflict. And please remember, if your child is showing any of these signs, it doesn't mean that they're being bullied. It could just mean they're a middle schooler and they have so many changes going on. Let's go through some of these changes in kind of rapid order. Changes in behavior, that would include sudden withdrawal or isolation from friends or social activities, exhibiting increased anxiety, fear, or reluctance to go to school, or unexplained or frequent physical complaints such as headaches or stomach aches. Emotional signs include increased irritability, moodiness, or unexplained outburst of anger, about notices changes in self-esteem, such as expressing the feelings or worthlessness or self-blame, or unexplained sadness, tearfulness, or signs of depression. And remember, these are middle schoolers we're talking about, so all of these things might happen to your child every single day. It doesn't mean they're being bullied or there's conflict. It could just mean they're going through middle school mayhem. There's also academic performance. If there's a significant decline in grades or academic performance overall, there could be a loss of interest or motivation in school-related activities or frequent absences or reluctance to attend school. There's also physical signs as well, such as unexplained bruises, cuts, or injuries, torn clothing or damaged personal belongings, or changes in their personal appearance or attempts to hide certain body parts. If that weren't enough, of course, there's social signs too, such as the loss of previously close friendships or sudden exclusion from social groups, reluctance to talk about school or social interactions, or complaints about being teased, mocked, or humiliated. And last but surely not least, technology or digital signs, such as changes on online behavior, such as avoiding social media platforms or becoming overly secretive about their online activities, 
unusual patterns of communication, such as receiving an excessive amount of negative or threatening messages, or discovering fake profiles or accounts created in the name or finding hurtful content or rumors about them online. Now remember, these signs may not conclusively indicate bullying or conflict, but they may serve as potential red flags. If you notice any of these signs or have concerns, it's crucial to approach your child with empathy and initiate a supportive conversation to understand their experiences better and offer assistance. If you need help or support or a thought partner or anything, call the school and we can help you. The counselors and our wellness coordinator are superb at listening, offering tips, and connecting with support to help. And it's all confidential. All right, so now let's dig a little bit deeper. And let's talk about changes in behavior, such as social withdrawal. Now, your child may exhibit the sudden change in their social behavior, becoming more isolated, avoiding school activities, or spending less time with friends. They may withdraw from previously enjoyed extracurricular activities as well, along with social gatherings. School avoidance is a big one too, and your child may show a reluctance or resistance in going to school. They may fake illness or make excuses to skip school in an attempt to avoid the bullying or conflict that they're experiencing. Also, you'll want to be on the lookout for changes in daily routine, such as noticeable changes in your child's daily routine or habits that may indicate underlying issues. They may start taking unusual routes to and from school or avoiding certain areas of individuals or altering their usual patterns of behavior. The emotional self of a middle schooler is up next, and that includes mood swings. Your child may display sudden and intense mood swings, and they may appear sad, anxious, irritable, or easily angered without any apparent cause. These emotional shifts can be a response to the stress and trauma associated with bullying or conflict. Low self-esteem. Victims of bullying often experience a decline in their self-esteem. Your child may express feelings of worthlessness, self-blame, or question their own abilities and worth. They may become extensively self-critical or express negative self-perception. There's also emotional outbursts. Your child may exhibit unexplained outbursts of anger, frustration, or tearfulness. They may struggle to regulate their emotions due to the stress and pressure that they're facing as a result of bullying or conflict. Or all of these emotional changes could be because they're in middle school. On any given day, I see every single one of these. It doesn't mean that there's bullying or conflict. It just means the emotional roller coaster that they're all on at the same time. Academic performance could also be added to the group. Declining grades, such as a noticeable drop in your child's academic performance or grades, can indicate bullying or conflict. The emotional distress or preoccupation caused by such experience can interfere with their ability to concentrate, leading to a decline in academic achievements. It could also be the increased workload that 7th and 8th graders aren't used to. There could also be a lack of motivation or interest. Your child may suddenly lose interest or motivation in their schoolwork. They may become disengaged, show a lack of enthusiasm, or display a general apathy toward their academic responsibilities. And increased absenteeism. 
A bullying or conflict can lead to an increased desire to avoid school altogether, so your child may frequently complain of illness or ask to stay home, often to escape the distressing situation. So think about it like this if this does come up. If you allow them to stay home for that reason, what message are you really sending? You're not solving any problems, you're maybe solving the problem for the day, but when they come back, and they will have to come back, will they have the skills to address the situation? Now, these indicators should be viewed collectively and in the context of your child's overall well-being. While these signs may point to bullying or conflict, it's important to approach the situation with empathy, open communication, and support to understand your child's experiences fully and to offer necessary help and intervention. As a parent, my wife and I aren't immune to these things happening to our boys. Bullying and conflict have been around and unfortunately will be. When we conceive that something is off, I usually start with, hey, what's going on? I notice that you are, and I fill in the blank, whatever I notice. And then they are still reluctant to share, so then I pull out this line. I've known you for 13 years, and something seems off. Our boys would shake their head when I say this, much like sharing a bad dad joke, but they would start to open up. Now, the only way I know my kids is because I spend time with them. And when you spend time with someone, you start to learn their traits and behaviors. And when you learn from their traits and behaviors, you'll have a better understanding of their baseline behavior and notice when something is off. This last segment is all about starting conversations about bullying and conflict. The question is, why don't kids share about bullying? One may be the fear of retaliation. Students may fear that if they report bullying, the bully or the bullies will retaliate, making the situation worse. There's also peer pressure. There can be peer pressure from peers not to snitch or report bullying, as it may be seen as uncool or disloyal. There's also shame and embarrassment. Victims of bullying may feel embarrassed or ashamed about being targeted and prefer to keep it hidden. Could be lack of trust in authority. Some students may not trust teachers, school staff, or administrators to handle the situation effectively or confidentially. Others may feel that nothing will change, and so if they report, it won't make it any difference, especially if they perceive a culture of inaction or indifference regarding bullying. Others say, well, I don't report it because there's a fear it might make it worse. And if they report it, the situation will draw more attention to them, and they surely don't want that. So how do we as parents crack the code to understand what's really going on? It might be as simple as initiating a conversation, creating a safe and supportive space for them to share their experiences, and here are some strategies that might help you have effective and meaningful discussions. Choose a quiet and comfortable setting where your child feels safe and relaxed. This can be in a private space at home or a peaceful outdoor location. And assure your child that they can talk to you openly and honestly without fear or judgment or negative consequences. Make it clear that you are there to support and help them. You'll also want to practice active listening. Practice active listening by giving your child their full attention. Maintain eye contact and use nonverbal cues and avoid interrupting or rushing the conversation. You also want to encourage your child to express themselves using open-ended questions, for example, 
ask them how they're feeling or what their day was like at school, this allows them to share their experiences in their own words. You'll also want to validate their feelings. Acknowledge and validate your child's emotions and let them know that their feelings are important to you and that you take their experiences seriously. Use the saying, that must be difficult for you, and that will get them to keep talking. Avoid dismissing or downplaying their emotions, even if the situation may seem trivial to you. Remember, it's their perception that matters. So when we say things like, it doesn't really matter anyway, well, it might long term and it might through our lens, but to them in that moment, it does matter. So be careful of how you respond and how you react. Now be careful not to place blame on your child or make them feel responsible for the bullying or conflict that they're experiencing. Instead, emphasize that no one deserves to be mistreated and that bullying is never their fault. Assure them that they can rely on your support and together you will find ways to address the situation. Remember, each child and situation is unique, so be prepared to adapt your approach based on your child's personality and communication style. By fostering open and non-judgmental conversations, you can build a stronger relationship with your child and empower them to navigate bullying and conflict effectively. One of the most important things we can do as parents is create a safe and supportive environment for your child. It's crucial to encourage them to open up and to share their experiences. I mean, think about this. When we walk into a situation, do we divulge all of our secrets and things that we're not good at? I doubt it. I mean, do you share with strangers of your life all your whole story and all your trials and tribulations? No. We put up our walls for protection. And hopefully, over time, we'll begin to lower those walls when we trust is developed with that person or people. So here are some ways to highlight this importance. When engaging in conversations with a middle schooler, practicing active listening, validating their emotions, and offering reassurance are essential. So here's a few things that I want you to keep in mind. In full disclosure, I'm terrible at these things, and I really have to practice them over and over again. So if these are difficult for you, rest assured, I'm right alongside trying my best Active listening. Give your full attention. Put away your distractions. Maintain eye contact and demonstrate that you're fully present in the conversation. Avoid interrupting. Let the student express their thoughts and feelings without interruption. This shows you value what they have to say. Use verbal and nonverbal cues such as nodding and encouraging gestures and making verbal affirmations such as I see or mm-hmm or go on. Those indicate that you're actively listening and engaged in the conversation. Reflect and clarify. Summarize or paraphrase what the student has shared to ensure that you understand their perspective correctly. This not only clarifies your understanding, but also shows that you're actively processing their words. As if parenting wasn't difficult enough. Now we've got to worry about all these things too? Yes, unfortunately we do. But understanding bullying and conflict is crucial for every parent and caregiver in supporting their child through the challenges of middle school. 
By recognizing these signs and initiating conversations, we can help create a safer, more inclusive environment for all of our students. Remember, these conversations should be ongoing and it's essential to maintain an open and trusting relationship with your child. So by equipping ourselves with knowledge and resources, we can make a significant impact on their well-being. I hope this discussion on bullying and conflict in middle school has provided you with some valuable insights and practical strategies that you can implement in your own lives. Remember, creating a safe and supportive environment for our children is a continuous effort, and addressing bullying requires a collective commitment from parents, educators, and the community as a whole. I would encourage you to share what you've learned with others, spread awareness, and engage in open conversations about bullying and conflict in your circles. Together, we can make a significant difference in the lives of all of our middle schoolers. Remember, every positive action we take brings us one step closer to a world free from bullying and filled with understanding and kindness. Thank you for taking the time and being a part of Middle School Mayhem. I'm your host, Bill Renner, reminding you to keep embracing the challenges, finding strength in the journey, and cherishing awkward yet beautiful moments that come along with raising extraordinary middle schoolers.